Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. Finally, we're at the 2024 Energy and Astrology Report. This has taken me so long, and I am so sorry uh, that I have been promising this for weeks and weeks, but honestly, it didn't land until yesterday. I was still gathering information yesterday. Uh, This has been a two-month embodiment of this energy, and it's been a wild and trippy ride, and it's been glorious, and I hope that it brings you so, so much for 2024, for planning for things, for thinking about things. I don't go into um, like typical astrology report of giving you like this conjunction and this square. I love those. I think they're great. But to me, this is what served was to go into eight themes for the year, uh, themes that you can deepen into, and then to go into the major archetypal players for the year and really give you uh, a bunch of different things to feel into for what's really being illuminated for you this year. And my aim is always for us to come into our deepest, truest self and create this life from a place of deep alignment, right? Deep alignment with what it is that we came here to experience on that like most core soul true level. Um, And so I hope that you get so, so much out of this You'll hear me talk about uh, the opening of Dragon Sessions, yes, Uh, until February 14th, so until Valentine's Day of 2024, Dragon Sessions is open and it's 33% off, so we took a third off of the price just to celebrate the year of the dragon, to celebrate our community, to love y'all up and give you a really, I don't know, easy way to get into this program that was created out of a three-month mystery school. So I created it at the end of a three-month mystery school, really tying together all of the teachings from that big 12-week program. Um, It's powerful. It's transformative. If it sings to you, again, it's only open until the 14th with that 33% discount on it. The other offer is to go deeper into 2024 energy. There was so much here that I'm going to record right now. I'm going to take a one hour break here um, from just recording this like 45 minute conversation. I'm going to go record a two hour deep dive into this. Um, I, I just think there's so much potential here. Um, so much potential for us to embody more, to awaken more, to do some big reflective questions on this, um, to really give ourselves the space and the time needed um, to be with these themes. And I can do that much, much better when it's not a podcast, it's not a YouTube video, when it's more of a temple space and I can slow it down. So to me, uh, I'm super excited to create that for you. I'm gonna put that in our membership. So that's in Rewilding membership. We like to call it living close to the bone or bones sometimes. So if you've heard that, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and we've also got a really cool offer of $7 trial. Yeah, so you can have a whole month, you can get the two-hour thing, plus an additional six or seven hours of other workshops that support this moment in time, uh, that support true north journey, your soul purpose journey, all for seven bucks um, to try it out. If you love it, stick around. Uh, That group is going to get bigger and get deeper this whole year. I feel like I'm going to record something after every new moon and full moon and put it in membership. So I'm feeling like after every podcast, maybe even podcasts that are not new moon and full moon podcasts, just to, cause I've always got so much juice after. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out, but I'm really, I don't know. I don't know. I know that we're doing it for 2024 cause I'm going to record that now. So by the time you're listening to this, that will already be in membership. So that will already be there ready for you. Again, details are below in the comments. 
and I'm just so grateful to be here with you. So that final piece of so grateful, uh, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you all. And it truly, genuinely is a co-creation. I talk about this interconnectedness and us becoming more conscious of the ripple effects um, and more conscious of the interconnectedness. And it's something that I've been really seeing more and more and more and more and more. And it brings me to this place of more gratitude for our community, more gratitude for you. The listener is listening in the information just as much as the speaker is speaking it into the space. I really, really, really believe that, feel that, and know that to be true for me. I know that to be true. I know that y'all in the community, you're listening this in as much as I'm speaking it in. And I am crazy grateful for that. So thank you all so much. We'd love to connect with you in the Facebook group if you haven't been in there or on the YouTube threads in the comments. I'm always there the first couple of days. Um, or in Bones, come be a membership. Like we're live on Zoom on the first of every month. Uh, and I'd love to be there with you and connect with you. Uh, I'm just grateful. All right. So much love. Enjoy the episode. 2024 energy and astrology report. All right. I'm going to do two of these. I'm going to do one down and dirty for our podcast for our YouTube channel. Uh, just like really condensed the big themes for 2024, what to look out for, what's on the way. And then I want to do a longer version where we really deepen into things and we'll put that in rewilding membership. Uh, so I don't swamp our YouTube channel with just really intense stuff. So I want to keep this particular conversation short, sweet to the point. I'm still going to go into a bunch of stuff. I've got eight themes that I want to cover, right? Themes that take into account the astrology. They take into account the main archetypes. That's something to really pay attention to. Archetypes are parts of self. So what parts of self are going to be really loud this year, right? So I want to talk about that and I want to give you some dates. Some ah, things are going to get a little bit wild. Um, all right, so that's kind of how this is gonna roll. We'll maybe go for about half an hour, 45 minutes. We'll see if any of this resonates. I got a really cool fucking deal for you. Seven bucks. <laughs> Seven bucks to get an entire month of rewilding membership. It'll include the deeper dive version of 2024. If you're interested, no big deal. There's gonna be a ton of stuff in this conversation, right? You're gonna wanna take notes, probably come back. I'll even give you a little bit of practices around this. But in membership is where we're gonna deepen into things. It's going to be real experiential. I'm going to give you big embodiment practices, big reflective questions, kind of hold the energy, slow it down a little bit, right? So when we're in circle, I get to slow it down. I get to like weave some Shakti, weave some magic, create a space, take my time. But when I'm here on YouTube and on a podcast, it's got to be like quick, 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 get to the point. Let's do this thing. So if you want to go deeper, $7 trial, only good until the middle of February though. I know, Valentine's Day, the thing disappears. So if you're watching this before Valentine's Day, 2024, hop in, it's seven bucks. It's gonna be this video plus six plus more hours of rewilding workshops, including the monthly workshop, which is always aligned with the astrology and the energetics of February, which we have a monster February coming up. Um, all right, so that's one little tiny thing. If you want more, click the link below, seven bucks, check it out. No big deal. If you don't love it, you can cancel anytime. All right, let's do this thing. Themes. First theme that I want to talk about, ah, I'm switching the order up on you because uh, it's the one that's popping into my head. Relationships. Relationships is going to be enormous this year. Reason being the nodes of fate are in Aries and Libra. So that's the relationship axis. North node is in Aries. That's where we're headed. Aries is the energy of self. Libra is the south node where we've come from. Libra is the energy of the scales. It's harmony. It's balance. It's the energy of relating, of relationship, of harmonious relationship. Isn't this interesting? To me, we're going to be looking at, and you feel for you like what themes are buzzing. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of different things to feel into, but themes that might be buzzing for you around relationships either now, but it'll ramp up. So once we get to eclipse season around April 
and then end of September, it's going to ramp up. So just be thinking April and end of September into October, relationships, 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 and self, self-expression, self-expression, self-expression. How am I true to myself? Where am I headed, my true north? In myself, my unique expression of self. It's gonna be very much self, 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 self. Here's the thing that we can do with this though. Not to be selfish, but to be in alignment with, in accordance with our true self, right? So it could push us into very egoical, like on a lower vibrational level or a lower expression of this. It could end up looking very selfish from a very egoical personality kind of a place. Like it's all about me. I want it to be about me. I'm na, 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 na. But when we look at this from a higher standpoint, right, it can be very much about what is it that I truly, uniquely, genuinely came here to do and to get selfish around our true self, our soul self, our highest self expressing itself in this world in amidst relationship to others, in amidst relationship to the interconnectedness of the all of everything. That's big, that's beautiful, that's wild. I wanna work much more deeply with that in the longer version of this conversation, the more in-depth experiential version of this conversation. Again, that's a membership, seven bucks down below. Let's move on to the next theme. Okay, theme number two, let's go right from relationship into this interconnectedness. My sense, part of when Pluto is moving into Aquarius, so right now Pluto's in Aquarius, I'm filming this right around the start of February, Pluto's in Aquarius. Pluto will back into Capricorn one more swipe. I'll talk about that kind of toward the end, what this means a little bit more and when dates and when to look out for this and like, because this could get a little bit wild. But Pluto in Aquarius is going to um, reveal to us, so Pluto is Lord of the Underworld, brings the unconscious to the conscious, brings the hidden to the light, that's which we cannot see but is there, makes it seeable. He makes us conscious to the unconscious, right? So Pluto, moving into Aquarius, is going to illuminate how much more interconnected we are to everything than we think we are. Right? How much, just think about this, how much someone else's thoughts influence you? This is gonna get wild. It's gonna get wild, right? Pluto and Aquarius, I mean, we got a good 20 years of this coming up, but this year is the big, like, <clears throat> jarring to the system, us trying to figure out. And my sense is that, well, we'll talk about this in theme number three, but my sense is that we're gonna have to put some really good focus on psychic self care on self-care practices that are a lot more for our energy bodies than just our physical bodies. So yeah, I can brush my teeth. We all know like how to physically take care of ourselves, drink water, eat healthy, brush your teeth. But are we being attuned to and conscious of our energy field, our energy body, and letting this not be something that's woo-woo anymore? This is just hygiene. It's just good self-care. It's just good hygiene practices and us knowing what those are. So let me talk a little more. That's like theme number three. Let me go back into two, this interconnectedness. So Pluto's gonna illuminate how interconnected we are to each other, global and beyond, because it's Aquarius, so it's beyond. So global interconnectedness, human to human interconnectedness, interpersonal relationship connectedness, but then beyond global, beyond human, like animal to human interconnectedness. Like I watch how much my dog influences me. I watch how much the weather influences me, right? And then beyond, I watch how much someone's thought on the other side of the world influences me, right? Like really and truly, like I have friends on the other side of the world and be like, fuck, I can super feel them. Reach out like, hey, <laughs> what are you thinking about? Oh yeah, I was just thinking about really wanting you to run this retreat. And I was like, yeah, I could kind of feel that, man. Back off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally joking. It's in point number three, it's about us not freaking out about this. This is something I really want to warn us about. 
And we'll do some work around this too in that deeper dive version where we're going to work on boundaries, healthy boundaries, coming into next right relationship with boundaries, staying out of fear. There's going to be some fear that's going to bubble up. Definitely going to be some fear that's going to bubble up. Know that, pay attention to that, be aware that that's coming, talk yourself through it, find some good self-care practices around it. You're going to start to see just how incredibly influenced you are by the algorithms on social media, by AI, by other humans' thoughts, by the weather, by the place you live, by the ley lines underneath the ground and on the earth on the place that you live. These things are going to start to become more and more and more and more and more and more um, in our faces. We're going to see them more, feel them more, sense them more. And the trick here is do not go into fear, overwhelm, overdrive. It's always been there. So this is something to remind yourself of. It's always been there. These forces have always been at play. You're just now seeing them. And when we see them, we have the power to work with them. When they become conscious, that's when we have much more power around them because we have choice around them now. Before, we didn't have choice around them. We didn't know we were being that influenced. We didn't know we were being that affected by something. We didn't know things were that interconnected. All right, this is also a big theme around the interconnectedness of when we pour something good into the world. When we pour something good into the world and we'll become much more aware of the ripple effect of what that actually does, how far down, if we do some healing on ourselves, how far down the ancestral line that goes. So there's many different ways where this interconnectedness will become, we'll become more aware of it. We'll be able to make much more choice around it. We'll be able to work consciously with it in many different ways. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Again, we'll dive deeper into that in membership. All right, so theme number three, I already talked about this, is this like sacred self-care, this um, finding ways to really take good care of our energy bodies, really take good care of, you know, if we think we have like a physical body, we have a mental body, we have an emotional body, we have an energy body, we have all these different layers of, of body. And so bringing some awareness, some attention, some focus, and really putting into place practices that bring us back to like whole state of being to our like balance point to my harmony point to where i feel like i'm not depleted where i feel like i'm not i'm not coming from an empty place within myself so what is it that fills you up not just physically, that's the way to start thinking about this. What is it that fills me up, that energetically fills me up, that helps me to stay in higher states of consciousness, helps me to stay in higher vibrations, we can talk about it like that, helps me to stay in a more open state versus a closed state, helps me to stay in more love versus fear, helps me to stay in a more expanded, evolved state versus a devolved, contracted state. That's something that we really want to put big, big, big focus on. Big focus on in 2024. Okay. Um, Let's go on. So this is another point. This is point number four. I'm totally skipping around in my list, but it's interesting how it's all weaving and they're all kind of intermingling with each other. So point number four is this... um, personal evolution and i want to talk about this just after the self-care piece because it's the quickening there's also this quickening and many of us have been feeling it for a little while and especially at the start of 2024 astrologically everything is direct Um, also geomagnetically there's a lot going on right these like m-class solar flares there's a ton of stuff we can look at the science of it we can feel into the energetics of it we can look at a bunch of different reports but a lot of different avenues are supporting this um, our evolution is quickening it's quickening it's quickening it's quickening even just from a super mundane standpoint the rate at which technology is evolving and technology is growing we have to change and evolve just to keep up with that. 
right? Isn't that interesting? Ah, it's so wild. It's fascinating to me when we start to mix spirituality and science together or energetics and science together. Um, Okay, so feeling into this quickening, quickening of your own transformation, quickening of your own evolution, quickening of your own path of true north, your own soul self, your own what it is that you came here to become, who it is that you came here to become, what it is that you came here to experience, the quickening of that, the quickening of that, and how do we support the quickening of that? And I would go back to point number three, that sacred self-care. I would go back to point number three, that sacred self-care. The other thing that I really want to highlight around the quickening and how to support the quickening with Pluto doing this dance, Pluto is one of the primary archetypes of 2024. It's just what it is. We're going to talk about primary archetypes. Um, once I get through these eight themes, I'll just touch on them. Again, we'll do more work with them in the deeper dive in membership. So if you're like, well, I want more Sabrina. Okay, cool. It's seven bucks. It's not a big deal. All right. So um, feeling back into Pluto, this quickening Pluto. Pluto is death rebirth. So you want to think of the Phoenix rising, like the Phoenix rising, but it's like the death to the ashes so that the Phoenix can rise. And so there's going to be a lot of death, a lot of rebirth, a lot of death, a lot of rebirth. Pluto, because Pluto hasn't fully moved into Aquarius and won't do that until, get this, November 19th. U.S. elections. That's amazingly not. <laughs> uh, that's going to be really interesting. Really interesting. Again, I don't get into like conspiracy theories or talking like super global, like what's going to happen. I am not a good forecaster. I will tell you that I am not good at that in any way, shape or form. What I'm really good at, though, is interpersonal. I'm really good at what's going to happen inside of us. I'm really good at how this energy is going to touch us even if we're not super conscious of it. And that's my aim, right? Is to make us more conscious of it. So I hope I'm doing that. Um, as always, take what serves and whatever doesn't serve, chuck it in the fucking bucket, right? So really and truly um, with everything, not just my stuff, everything, right? What resonates, what resonates, but what resonates with wise self because some of this can be very triggering. Pluto is gonna show you shadows, this year. Things will be very triggering, but just because it's triggering and elicits a, a no response doesn't mean that there isn't something there for you. So that's something to remember too in evolution, in this rapid evolution, this quickening of evolution. It's a death rebirth, death of the ego, rebirth of the soul, death of the ego, rebirth of the soul, death of the ego, rebirth of the soul. That's a lot of 2024. That's Pluto. That's Pluto is a very soulful planet. It's very much aligned when you look at destiny, when you start to do um, deep work on destiny and soul purpose and what am I, my true self and how do I like really dive into, you know, that aspect of myself and start to live this soul aligned life in my full potential Pluto, go to Pluto and the nodes, the nodes of fate, right? Nodes of fate. That was that North node in Aries, South node in Libra that I've been talking about and Pluto. It's a bit stunning. So death of the ego, birth of the soul, death of the ego, birth of the soul, death of the ego. So something that we can do is just what's dying, what's dying, what's dying. Meditations on letting go, letting go. Also stagnation. So stagnant energy is whole, is us holding on to the old. So really it's this continual and it's going to be all year, continually stepping into the new, continually stepping into the new, continually stepping into the new. Not that the new's not here, not saying that the new is not here, but part of the continuation of the embodiment of the new, this quickening of your evolution, your newness, part of that is continuing to make room for the new and continuing to shed the old, 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 shed the old right? So yeah, we're in the new, but we're not done shedding. We're not done shedding. We're not done letting go. That's the evolutionary process, right? And so here's something else to just give you something to feel into. Get really good with rapid change. Rapid, quick change, right? Uranus um, conjuncts Jupiter April 20th. That is grace, that is a grace bomb. This only happens every, I think, 10 years or so. You can look it up on Google if you want the exact, you know, how often that happens, but it's a rare conjunction. So Jupiter and Uranus happening in the sign of Taurus, right? Taurus is embodied. It's earthy. It's, it's the body. It's, 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 it's us. Right? It's, it's not just 
out there in the mind. It's not just like a thought form. It's not like on the other side of the veils. It's, it's our, it's us, it's us. And that Uranus being the planet of awakening, of transformation, like, I want to say rebellion. It's, it's a, it's a rebellious energy. It's a, it's a rebellious energy for truth, for transformation, for the new Coming into conjunction with Jupiter, we've got to get good at change, at growth, at expansion. And we like to think we're good at it, but we're not. So what's going to be kicked up for a lot of us is safety and security. Safety and security. Safety and security. This is moving too fast. This is too much change. This is too much expansion. And being asked to go too fast and being asked to step into too much, it's too much. So figuring out supports for that. Again, rewilding membership really great support we get together like three times a month and sit in circle to support that to support soul truth to support transformation to support growth right so seven bucks try it out all right <laughs> probably gonna say that 20 more times before the end of this video um because i love it so much uh okay let me keep going here so that's the quickening and personal evolution have four down. We got three more themes to go. Where do I want to, where do I want to go with this? Shift in power. Uh, actually don't want to go to shift in power. These two kind of interconnect. Let me feel. Yeah. Let's talk about shift in power. Um, shift in power. Let me feel. How can I, how can I take us into this one? Um, man. There's just so much that comes with this shift in power. Pluto's power. So let me just tell you where this comes from and we'll see what kind of unfolds from here. So Pluto's shift in power. The shift from Capricorn to Aquarius. Finally making it there fully into Aquarius on November 19th, right? But until then, he's in Aquarius. Comes back into Capricorn a little bit in, I think, September. I've got the dates written down. Yeah, September 1st comes back into uh, Capricorn, and then finally November 19th in Aquarius for good. But this is a shift in power. So power dynamics, um, power plays. Think relationship to because of the axis, the nodes of fate. Where do you find your power? What is it that's empowering you? North node being in Aries is going to point to um, self-empowerment. It's going to point to esteemed from within. Are you finding your esteem from others validating you? slow this down and listen to this 10 times over and really deepen into this. We all do this, but it's what's being asked to change for us around our own empowerment. Are we soul, soul empowered? Like, am I soul esteemed? Am I esteemed from within or am I Am I really looking for a lot of my value, a lot of my esteem, a lot of my self-worth from outside, from outside sources, outside sources? Just think about your relationship to social media. Someone doesn't like your, someone doesn't like your post. Your post doesn't go well. No one says, um, comments on like your new photo, right? You suddenly feel like shit. Oh my God, maybe it's not as good of a photo as I thought it was. Like, oh shit, am I older than I thought? Like what lighting, like, <laughs> Let's get real with ourselves. Let's get real, right? One of the greatest things that we can do for ourselves is to just be honest. It's to just be honest with ourselves, is to be radically honest, radically honest with ourselves. There's some dark goddess energy going on this year, especially around the second eclipse time, which is that September, November. But here's the interesting part. Pluto, right? Pluto is, you call him like dark god. It's like the counterpart to the dark goddess. Here's another interesting thing. There's been some research done around Pluto being not necessarily totally a masculine archetype. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? I love that. I love that. I love that. Like, if you were to just deep and deep and deep and deep and deep into the archetype of Pluto, right? And this is a Pluto year. He's like the primary archetype of 2024 and imagine if he holds both masculine and feminine in complete balance but it's so in the underworld and we've so judged it and we've so ostracized it and we've demonized him i mean fuck we call him the devil essentially right like he's the devil like we've ostracized this aspect and what if it's this like glorious sacred union what if he holds almost like parvati you know the goddess parvati she holds like 
the union of the masculine and feminine in like perfect harmony. I don't know. Just throw just throw in some different stuff out there, right? Just throw in some different, uh, just some different viewpoints and different um, studies and research that's been done. So something interesting, uh, maybe, maybe not. Again, if it doesn't resonate, chuck it in the fucking bucket. All good. Uh, okay, let's keep going. So shift in power. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, again, we'll go deeper into all of these things in the longer version. Uh, next, I want to talk about this, go from this shift in power to creating, to manifesting, to making things happen in the world, you know, whatever we want to call that. To me, um, how do I walk us into this territory. I know some of you have been with me for a little while now. We've been talking about creation energy as a sacred energy that we can work more with. It's almost like a kundalini type energy where it's a a sacred wisdom energy, but we can work more consciously with it. So that's what I'm seeing coming online in 2024 is we're going to be much more conscious and able to work with the particular energy that creates, that brings things into form. So we're going to be able to work with form much more strongly than in the past. So in the past, maybe we were really good at working with energy, working with the formless, working with, let's say, an energetic pattern of I don't know what, um, an energetic pattern of closure, let's just say, right? So we were really good at doing meditations and doing healings and like shamanic journeys on an energetic pattern of closure. I can energetically sense I'm closing my heart, right? Really good at that. But as an example of what we're moving into and what I think we're on the edge of, and some of us are really deepening into it and really working strongly with it, is this, I can actually work with the fact that this energetic pattern of closure in my heart has caused blocked arteries. I can now work with blocked arteries much more powerfully than I could before, where maybe I really only could influence with my consciousness, with my life force getting involved, with my love, right? Like all the energetics that move through me, the Shakti that moves through me. I could really only make change happen on an energetic level. I can now make change happen on a very physical level. Like I can reverse those blocked arteries in a way that I could not before. That's a capacity that's coming online. That's just one tiny little example of it. But the fact that we are stepping into being able to wield this power, this is why this went just right off of the power thing, being able to wield this power of creation. like Wielding this power of creation, here's a really wild thing. I'm going to kind of trip us out a little bit. I know I'm going a little bit far in this, but whatever, I think we should. When we start working with this power of creation, We also, in order for more of that to open up and that power to come online, we also have to look at the opposite side of that and that's the power of destruction. So with the opening up of more of this power of creation in self, it's also power of destruction. That makes sense? It's it's wild territory. It's wild territory. When someone starts to open up to more of their capacities to manifest, right? Like you legit, man, like you legit move physical objects. Right? You legit call things into your life. You move people, you move places, you move physical objects. Right, This whole thing about moving a mountain, right? it's like, oh, we can move mountains. No, we can move mountains. <laughs> and we're moving more into that where we are able to influence the physical world in much more powerful ways, much more powerful ways. And with that comes this weight of responsibility, this, like, this feeling of... Um, of I don't know that I want to be that responsible. I don't know that I want to wield that much power. I don't, and some of us won't. 
we, do, we don't want to wield that much power. Some of us shouldn't wield that much power, right? Haven't done enough shadow work to wield that much power. Aren't that soul aligned to wield that much power? Don't sit in a place of in the highest good of the all of everything, in the highest good of the all of everything, in the highest good of the all of everything. We should not be wielding that power. But I know that some of you who hang out here in rewilding, you are on that cusp. You are on that cusp. You are on that, you know, really stepping into... I'm going to call it like priest, priestessing capacities, light worker capacities. You really have this strong dedication of I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I think this is another theme. We'll, we'll throw this in as a theme. I'm here to serve. We're, those of us who are kind of in that uh, like realm, it's going to be louder. It's going to be louder. And we're so supported to do it, to serve to the next degree, to empower ourselves to serve in the next degree, right? To not just like continue to um, play it small, continue to diminish our light, to stay safe or to stay hidden or to stay quiet, it's going to be, I'm, a, I'm actually going to take on the responsibility of wielding this much light. This is, this is, this is huge. This is stunning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, again, if that does not resonate with you, that part may not have been for you. Chuck it in the fucking bucket. Um, okay, so let me see what have, yeah, this is the, this is the final one. I'm going to add this one into, into here. <laughs> um, let me feel, okay. I would say rewilding. I would say a lot of, you know, the body of work that I facilitate, a lot of it, it could be considered like new age spirituality. It, it could be considered, um, well, it definitely is considered this beyond religion because rewilding and these practices, they're not um, coming directly out of an old school tradition. They're not coming out of a religious body with rules and regulations and da 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 those, this like um, movement, let's call it, this movement, let's call it new age spirituality movement. Let's call it love and light movement because we all know what we're talking about there. Love and light movement. To me, love and light movement has an opportunity to fucking deepen in in 2024, to fucking ground it in and to stop the spiritual bypassing. Like, yes, amen, love and light, new age spirituality, right? Younger generations are really starting to step out of controlled religion dogma, right? Like, like the controls and the limits put on your relationship to creation energy, to the divine, to your own fucking power, to Shakti, to Kundalini, to, to all of the sacred energies, right? And so amen for this movement, right? But it was like, this movement was so woo-woo. We see, we probably still use it, woo-woo out there, right? Ungrounded, um, a lot of spiritual bypassing, but doing the best they can right? Doing the best they can. They're like, all right, there's a better way. I'm going to reach for the juice myself. I'm going to try to figure this out. I'm going to study this and this and this and this and all this and no, 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 And to me, 2024 is an opportunity for those who've opened up to this newer, truer way of connecting in to spirit, this newer, truer way of embodying soul, this newer, truer way of working with sacred energies and becoming, right? There's a way that it grounds in instead of it just being like, oh, well, if I just talk up here in love and light, everything is really great. Doing the best they can. We're all doing the best we can, right? Doing the best we can, bringing in as much light as we can, bringing in as much love as we can, right? And if we can only bring it in through like these thought forms in this area of life, whatever, at least we're still bringing it in. But then now what if it goes to the throat and then it goes to the heart and then it goes to the solar plexus, and then it goes down into your sacral and then it goes into all of your sexual organs and then it goes into your ass and your legs and your feet, right? And you are walking. You are a legit, you are walking it. You are walking it. To me, that's an opportunity that's coming online. More, more. Some of us have been doing that for years, right? Some of us have been doing that for years. 
good long time, right? I know y'all in rewilding, you've been doing this for years, right? We've been working lower chakras, we've been bringing it in, bringing it in deeper, 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 right? Um, but to me, that movement is becoming even more. It's a more grounded, more stable state. Okay, wow. Those are the eight themes for 2024. I think I almost um, destroyed my voice in that. Um, all right, let me give you some, the major archetypes. We've already talked about Pluto, transformation, death, rebirth, Phoenix rising. Let me see if there's anything else. Dark masculine, um, the, the power, it's power. It's power, it's the forbidden also. It's the forbidden, um, forbidden. It's like, I think of Adam and Eve, right? The forbidden fruit, but it's that which has been deemed by humanity as bad but what's there what is the light that's there what is the juice that's there what is the empowerment that's there right it's this year of empowerment empowerment that soul esteem from within what if taking a bite of that apple taking a bite of that apple is is the becoming of soul esteem from within is the becoming of our greatest potentials being unfolded is the becoming of our sacred gifts coming online right? But a lot of that was demonized and ostracized and hidden from us as a way of maybe controlling society, maybe controlling the amount of power an individual um, could ever access. I think the divine, this is my experience of this, the divine and the sacred has got checks and balance systems that no goddamn human system could come close to. So if we're all terrified, like, oh my God, if someone becomes that empowered with creation energy, Come on, like there is this glorious checks and balance system that is far more complex than any human can work. This is why when you start awakening, it's so dark. This is why when someone wakes up to Kundalini, right? Kundalini awakening, everyone's like, ah! I don't know if that's still the case. Maybe we're over that fear now. I don't know, I swear. So like, I don't even know. Sometimes I'm totally off tap and I think it's so dependent on what generation we grew up in, what our experience is. But, Sometimes it turns into like a dark night of the soul, right? There's a reason for that because this enormous amount of power is opening up to you and we have to clear out the shadows, right? It's got its own wisdom energy. Creation energy is the same thing. It's the same thing as Kundalini energy or Shakti or, you know, all these other different sacred energies that we're, it has its own checks and balances. And well, if, if this is going to come online for you, we need to clean this out. We need to clean out your relationship to destruction. That would be the creation energy one. We need to clean out your relationship to you know, all the lower sexual energy. Sexual energy is a huge one with the creation. I mean, creation energy, you're creating babies. Sexual energy, we can't get and let any of that stuff get in there and kink up the lines and then you're just creating all kinds of like funky. Right? Okay, I know I'm going off on a tangent and getting into some wild stuff now, but let me reel it back in uh, because I know we're in the podcast version of things. Um, Again, here's my next plug, seven bucks. <laughs> um, let's do this thing. I'm gonna do two hours on this, um, two hours on all this and give us like really good experiential ways to go into this. Plus it's six hours of other beautiful, amazing journeys and life circles three times a month, three times a month. We're gonna hold you to that fire of truth to your soul expression. Something else for me, one of the archetypal energies is uh, wood dragon right? Is the year of the dragon. So it's an archetypal energy, year of the dragon. To me, that's highest potentials. It, it helps um, us to really step into our highest expression, highest potential. And, and that's also very supportive of some of these other aspects that I was talking about in the astrology, right? Pluto doing what he's doing. It's about our highest potential. It's your soul journey, death of the ego, birth of the soul, death of the ego, birth of the soul. So highest potentials, think about your creative genius, what it is that you're really here to do, right? Your highest potential and really owning it, like being so okay with whatever it is, being so okay that it's not the thing you thought it was, being so okay that it looks much more humble than what some big grand vision is, being so okay that it's not owning a retreat in Costa Rica, right? That it's actually becoming a parent to some really beautiful children. And that's your greatest purpose in life, right? So to really let the judgment of society, the judgment of our family systems, the judgment that we have of ourselves, of judging 
um, our own paths. I've had to work on that an enormous amount over these last couple of weeks as I've been working in this energy, working with what's coming in 2024, all of this stuff. Um, I don't get to come here and share this with you without embodying it for myself. This took me two months to prepare. I've been sitting in this two months. I tried to do this at the beginning of December. No, not even close to it. Finally, um, finally, but it's been being worked by it and worked by it and worked by it. And it's been a lot of, um, well, I thought I was on this trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. You were till now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there. So if you were to just feel like you're at zero point, this is a great practice. Just go to zero point. I'm at zero point. I am where I am. Forget what I thought I was headed toward. Forget what I, and, and you're just right at zero point. What is true now? What is my highest, greatest calling right now from zero point? This exact present moment in time, my highest, greatest calling and feel into it from there. I know for me, it makes me squirmy as fuck. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not the one that I was comfortable with. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, that's a really powerful practice. Okay. We are still doing archetypes. So we've just talked about the dragon. We've talked about Pluto. Let's talk about Chiron. We cannot talk about 2024 without talking about Chiron, wounded healer. He is going to be a big player in this first archetype or this first eclipse happening in April. He is loud in the middle of this month, middle of February. He's going to be really loud, again, really loud in April. Uh, he weirdly also gets really close to Eris. Eris is goddess of chaos and discord to bring us to truth. She's moved off the North Node. This is kind of nice, right? Like, okay. <laughs> North Node is where we're headed truest, highest path forward, this highest potentials, highest soul self, that's that's North Node. She's been hanging out there for a long time, right? Just throwing chaos and truth bombs so that we can get to our truest selves. Um, but now she's going to be dancing with Chiron and these eclipses dancing with Chiron. So this Chiron aspect of self, again, archetypes are just aspects as within, so without. It's an aspect of self. It is your deepest wounds. Isn't that great? Your deepest wounds are illuminated in 2024 multiple times on multiple occasions. It's a Chiron year. So we have Pluto, death and rebirth, right? Death and rebirth, death and rebirth, death and rebirth. Just keep, you just gonna keep going. Death of the, death of the ego, birth of the soul. And we have Chiron, your deepest wounds are gonna be illuminated. It's just too good. Chiron is also a very beautiful point to work with for soul's greatest expression in life because it's oftentimes these deep wounds underneath these deep wounds lie our greatest gifts lie our greatest genius lie our wisdom lie um um, um let me feel it's the journey of the shaman this is a way of saying it it's the journey of the shaman if you think of old school shamanic traditions, old school shamanic stories, a shaman becomes a shaman after like a very traumatic, almost near death experience, like an illness that almost kills them, right? But then they come out and suddenly they're changed. Suddenly because it was like a death experience that they came back from, now the other side of the veil is open to them and they can walk in both worlds. That's Chiron. And working consciously in those Chiron wounds, it opens up an entirely another realm of wisdom for us. Chiron's a wisdom keeper, but it's a veiled wisdom. So it's a veiled wisdom. And until we kind of go into those wounds or they just arise naturally in life, you know, some of us, it's not necessarily working with the archetypal energy of Chiron or you know, taking big shamanic journeys or anything. Sometimes it's just life. Life delivers the Chiron experiences so that we can get the wisdom out of that wound so that we can also, <laughs> it's like the alchemy. So Chiron is also an alchemist. It's an alchemist. Like it's this, this alchemy of the wound. The wound is what makes me. The wound is what makes me this shamanic alchemist. The wound is what shows me um, like 
ah, I don't, I'm not even going to go any further than that, right? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. You can deepen into that or meditate on that or reflect on that um, if you feel to. And then the only other archetype that I want to bring up, um, let me feel for a second. I'm not going to bring up the feminine archetypes. Um, I think that's another whole conversation maybe coming later. I know I mentioned there's a lot of dark goddess coming in that second eclipse. So second eclipse will be September, October um, timeframe. That's going to have a lot of dark goddess, a lot of um, the sacred feminine in the depths, um, fierce grace fierce grace. <laughs> and that brings me to this final archetype that I want to talk about. And that's the Uranus Jupiter. That to me feels like fierce grace, fierce grace, not like the deep, dark depths of Pluto or the deep, deep, dark depths of the dark goddess, but fierce grace as in like rapid, big expansion, big grace. Can you accept this much love in your life this quickly? Can you accept this much expansion this quickly? Can you accept this much of a pivot on your highest timeline, greatest expression of self this quickly? That's going to be a big theme for this whole year is can you accept this much this quickly? Can you grow this quickly? Can you open this quickly? Can you um, shift this quickly? It's a quick, it's a quick year. But also I love the fact that it's not quick surface, it's quick deep. It's quick deep because of Pluto. It's quick deep. It's quick deep. It's the depths. It's the depths are able to move very, very quickly. Um, all right. I'm not going to bore you with dates. You can Google the crap out of dates. Like when are the eclipses? There's four of them. When are, whatever. You can, you can Google all of that stuff. I think I gave you enough there. Um, I'd love to share the deeper dive version with you. I know it's not for everybody, but if it's for you, that would be beautiful. Uh, my absolute pleasure to do it for seven bucks as a trial offer, whatever. Um, the other thing that I want to share with you, Dragon Sessions. Uh, near and dear to my heart, super supports the coming into your unique potentials, supports the energy that this is the year of the dragon. We've just opened that up too, and we took a third off. So I think 33% we took off of the price um, for that. That's only open until Valentine's Day. So both of these offers, right, $7 membership and dragon sessions, which is a deep dive into what was our dragon mystery school that was a three-month journey and then i took that and i just created dragon sessions so it's now it's under 200 bucks you can get into the energetics of that dragon mystery school of the dragon of unique potentials and of the alchemist right so this alchemical energy it accesses all of that it's super 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 beautiful um, to be doing in february that's why we're opening it because pluto is going to conjunct both Venus and Mars in February, right? Sacred union. That's sacred union. That's opening up the depths of sacred union. That is also an aspect of what dragon energy is about and what alchemist energy is about and what this is all about to get to our unique potentials, our greatest, highest potentials. I'd love to share that with you too if it sings. All right. Huge love to you all. Would love to see you in the comments. I'm always there the first couple of days. If you liked it, hit the like button. If you don't want to miss any more of this amazing fucking content, <laughs> um, hit the subscribe button. Uh, it's always a pleasure being here with you. It is a co-creation and I'm crazy grateful for that. All right, so much love to you. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.